And I had this limiting mindset that short-term rentals are super risky because a lot of these short-term rental markets, the house only works as a short-term rental, not a long-term rental. So I was like, I don't want to touch that. And a guy in my mastermind owns some rentals in St. Augustine. So I was listening to him more and more. After doing some research, I took the leap of faith. I tapped into his network and went and bought my first house, the first short-term rental, I should say. And that was one of the best decisions I ever made. But I wouldn't have made that decision unless I was surrounded by people who were taking action and making me think a different way. So just surrounding yourself with that energy has been such a game changer to get in the game, buy these first deals, and just expedite the learning curve. So today I'm going to be talking about some unconventional success principles that have been a super important part of my life. And the first one I want to talk about is the importance of masterminds. So when you surround yourself with people who are just absolutely killing it in life, it flips a switch in your brain and it makes you think, okay, this is achievable. So when you're constantly surrounded by you know, people who aren't doing what you want to do, or they have this mindset of, you know, this limited mindset, this mindset of fear, you're naturally going to adopt that mindset. So there's a quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if you think about that in a little bit more detail, it's super important to surround yourself with people who are killing it in life, right? So for me, one of the biggest pivoting points in my life was when I joined a group called GoBundance. And GoBundance is a group of folks who are high net worth individuals, but are also striving to be really well-rounded people. So they're, you know, they want to be there for their family. They, you know, want to be extremely healthy and, you know, wealth is also a component of it, but they want to be a well-rounded individual, which is so important. But a lot of these people, you know, they own thousands of, you know, apartment buildings, they own super successful businesses, just in all walks of life. So when I surrounded myself with those types of people, it just instantly made me get to the next level so much faster. So prime example, we have something called a, a pod where I meet with the same five guys every week on Monday and great way to bounce ideas off each other, learn from other other folks and talk through, you know, different things that you might be struggling with. And within the first couple of weeks of joining GoBundance, I had this limiting mindset at the time. I had only owned long-term rentals and I had this mindset around short-term rentals. This was back in, I think, 20, 2019 or 2020. And I had this this limiting mindset that short-term rentals are super risky. You know, if the market goes down or, you know, regulations come in come into place, you could lose your shirt, right? Because a lot of these short-term rental markets, the house only works as a short-term rental, not a long-term rental. So I was like, I don't want to touch that. And a guy in my mastermind owns some rentals in St. Augustine and he was just killing it. So I was listening to him more and more. And eventually I was like, all right, this, you know, this makes sense. This this makes sense to me. I, I'm gonna, you know, explore it more. And after doing some research, I took the leap of faith. I tapped into his network, his his network of realtors, contractors, cleaning people, and went and bought my first house and the f- first short term rental, I should say. And that was one of the best decisions I ever made. I bought it at the perfect time, ended up growing my short term rental portfolio at the perfect time in the market 
locked in at great rates. And that was just phenomenal decision I made. But I, I wouldn't have made that decision unless I was surrounded by people who were taking action and making me think a different way. The other mastermind I have joined recently is this boutique hotel mastermind. And the level at which I'm accelerating in terms of accelerating my learning curve and knowledge is just totally unmatched. And in my opinion, you're going to be paying. It's certainly expensive, but you're going to be paying either for the mistakes you make by buying the wrong deal, or you're going to pay for the mastermind to, to, to avoid a lot of those mistakes and expedite the learning curve. So do I think I could figure out a lot of this stuff on my own eventually? Yes, I think I would persevere and figure out a lot of this stuff on my own. With that being said, it became very clear to me that it was well worth the money to just expedite the learning curve. I'm going to learn everything so much faster. I'm going to learn from people who are doing it. I'm going to be you know, making connections in the mastermind. There's just so much value. And everyone in the mastermind has the same common goal as well, which is to buy a boutique hotel. So just surrounding yourself with that energy and that common goal and learning from everyone around you and learning from, you know, Rich Summers, who's the one who runs the mastermind and has purchased a number of boutique hotels, has been such a game changer to get in the game, buy these first deals and just expedite the learning curve. And then the next principle I wanted to talk about is the importance of thinking for yourself. So I remember when I bought uh, my first short-term rental in St. Augustine, I, I'd run the deal by a few people and got various feedback. And I remember one person took a look at the deal and was like, I, you know, that they were familiar with the St. Augustine market, but not not all that familiar with short-term rentals, to be honest. And they were like, oh, there's nothing special about that house. I wouldn't touch that house 10-foot pole. It's overpriced. But I did my research. I knew this person. They were super knowledgeable in a lot of ways, but they were not knowledgeable in short-term rentals. And I did my research on the market. I talked to enough people and I saw what was possible in this house if I put a pool in, did the renovations, etc. And I could have easily let this person sway me and not have taken action. And I would have been super regretful if I did it because that ended up being the number one best deal I've purchased ever. I I bought the house for 800,000. It's probably worth about 1.3 to 1.4 now, a few years later. And it probably spits off after all expenses and, you know, the mortgage payments about $170,000 a year. And that's not even counting the $600,000 of appreciation. So I can't even imagine if I took this person's opinion and didn't think for myself, didn't make my own opinion, how regretful I would be. Another example is Bitcoin. You know, a lot of naysayers in Bitcoin. I'm a strong believer in Bitcoin. I've done my research. I believe in in what Bitcoin provides from a value standpoint and adamantly a believer that we're going to see million dollar Bitcoin in the next 10 years conservatively and multi, multi multi-million dollar Bitcoin in our life. So there's a lot of naysayers around Bitcoin saying, oh, this is, you know, fake money, yada, yada. I've made my own decision that I don't believe that. So I actually started buying up Bitcoin over the last couple of years and purchased quite a bit between 16,000 and 25,000. And man, it feels good now to see it go up to, you know, 43,000 with the 
the halving and the, the ETF approval. You know, I think it's going to very, very conservatively reach well over 100K in the next 12 to 18 months. But if I had listened to other people, I wouldn't have bought Bitcoin between 16,000, 25,000. So I did my own research. I made my own decisions and I thought for myself. So I, you know, I can't stress the importance of that enough. And I heard a good quote recently, which was something to the effect of, hey, if you want to be like everyone else in America or it you know and you take the same actions you're going to be overweight unhealthy and have no savings because that's the, the the sad truth is that is the majority of people in America they're overweight they're not healthy and they have essentially no savings in their account so if you think about that then it becomes very clear that following the crowd is is really not the way to go you know sitting around drinking beers, not taking care of yourself, not going to the gym, not investing in yourself, not investing in your education, and not investing in these masterminds I'm talking about, not putting in the work, you're, you're going to end up like everyone else. And that's not a good place to be at. So when it's put like that, it's like, okay, great. It really makes sense to go against the grain, even though it might feel uncomfortable at first. You got to think for yourself, you know, do your research, do your education, and then go against the grain. If you want to be different, if you want to be great, you have to go against the grain. The next thing I want to talk about is doing things one step at a time. So it can become really overwhelming when you're trying to take on something new, such as, you know, let's just say, for instance, right now, the boutique hotel thing for me, right? I could get super overwhelmed and say, you know, wow, this is all new to me. It's a new asset class. I I'm This is just so overwhelming, but that's not what I've done. Just take things one step at a time and it becomes a lot more palatable. So I remember I listened to a podcast a while ago, I think it was on Bigger Pockets, and they're talking about this concept of vacuuming in the the truck. And I really liked the story that I was told. Essentially, this guy was selling his car because he was trying to cut down on his expenses. And there's all these steps involved in selling his car and, you know, cutting down all these expenses. And he's like, all right, if I need to sell my car, if I'm trying to cut down all these expenses and my the first step is selling the car, what's the first step in selling my car? What can I, what step can I do next? And it was just like vacuuming the truck. You know, that's the first step. I need to vacuum the truck so the, the so the truck shows well to these private buyers. So I I have taken that principle and applied it to a lot of different areas in life. So when I first, when I bought my first house, it's like, wow, this, it, it's all so new to you, right? And I just took that first step. What was the first step? Okay, reaching out to a realtor. They put me, you know, on on their list. Okay, what's the next step? All right, they start sending me deals. I evaluate deals. I look up how to evaluate deals. All right, what's the next step? I, you know, make an offer. So just taking the next step, educating yourself along the way, of course, but taking the next step and then figuring out, okay, what's the most important next step from here? And that makes things a lot more palatable and easier. And then you learn as you go, but you're at least taking action, right? Next thing I want to talk about was just the concept of life being short. And I've, you know, coming to the realization that you don't want to live with regret. You hear a lot of folks on their deathbed talk about just having regrets in life. And that I think is my biggest fear more so than doing something and failing. I Once I've reframed that in my head, I would way rather do something and fail and know I tried 
there's a couple benefits to trying something and failing. A, usually when you fail the first time, which pretty much in anything new, even the best people in the world failed the first time. So I just use that as like a necessary evil to my roadmap of success or on my journey to success is failing is an important part of that. But even if I failed a hundred times and I never succeeded at what I wanted to, at least I would know I would sleep great at night. And when I'm on my deathbed, I'd, I would be like, all right, I left everything on the field and I tried. But if I didn't do that, I would, I think I would have a ton of regret. And I think a lot of people would have a ton of regret. Man, I should have asked that girl out. Man, I should have, you know, started that business. There's so many different things that people I think will regret. And I think an important part of life is everyone feels the fear, but doing it anyways. So I don't like heights. I, I've been skydiving multiple times. And man, when I got up in that plane, every part of your being is saying, do not jump out of this plane. But I knew, hey, I have to rewire my brain to do this, right? I, I came up on this plane saying I was going to jump out and I have to jump out. And just doing that and training yourself to overcome those fears is so, so important. Another example, went surfing for the first time recently in Costa Rica. And yeah, I mean, when you're first learning, it sucks. You get up all, you get up all, you swim out. It's super tiring, but you just keep trying. And when you get up on that first wave, it's it's just so satisfying, right? So just taking action, being okay with failing. And I would say taking massive action, right, is important. So putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and taking massive action will just rewire your brain in such a way that makes you know you learn by that positive feedback loop so once you take massive action you're okay with failing but you then get to a point where you know it worked so now for instance i have so many examples i can look back at such as you know getting into the real estate game and all the uncomfortable situations i went through but now i am where i am so i know that the recipe works so i'm okay with failing now it's just part of the game but i think taking massive action failing early failing often, reiterating and getting back in the game, getting up and just reframing that in your head to not be a negative thing is, is just so, so important. The next thing I wanted to talk about and the next principle here is putting in the work early on. So I see a lot of people think in today's day and age trying to cut corners. They see, you know, all the, the sexy Instagram posts about making millions of dollars on social media media or doing X, Y, and Z, this passive income. And I think, especially from a passive income perspective, it's a great goal to get there eventually. And a place everyone should strive to get to is have as much passive income as possible, you know, get to a point where you can wake up every day doing what you want. So I'm fortunate enough now where I recently left my W-2 and every day I can do and work on what I choose to work on, which right now is searching for boutique hotels, which I'm, I'm really enjoying. You know, I get get my workout in every morning. I hit the sauna. I hit the cold plunge. If there is a day I didn't want to search for boutique hotels, I don't have a boss telling me I have to do it. I can really do what I want every day on my own terms, which is a phenomenal 
goal to get to that point. With that being said, I think there's no shortcut around putting in the work early on in your career. I think, yeah, so I mean, I went to Northeastern. They have a uh, phenomenal co-op program is what it's called. Basically, you work for, or sorry, you go to school for five years there. Four of the years is traditional school. And then you do up to three, six month internships during that period of time. And I did that. That's how I got into tech sales originally. And I remember, you know, during those co-ops, I was, man, I was grinding. I was ripping a hundred dials a day. And then even my first job out of, out of college in tech sales as an SDR, I'd get into the office every day at 5 a.m. I wouldn't leave till 6.30 p.m. I'd be ripping over, you know, a hundred cold calls. I'd be doing everything to learn to be the number one you know SDR at the time and I want my goal was to be promoted to a, a full-time sales rep so I did that within a year and then man I was grinding in that first sales role position that inside sales role position as a commercial rep and then I was you know grinding as a you know, inside enterprise rep and then I was grinding as an outside enterprise rep like every step of the way over the past eight years I'm you know just turned 31 and it wasn't until recently that and I'm still grinding. That's the thing. I'm still grinding in different ways. Fortunately, now it's, you know, I'm doing it on my own terms, doing it for me and I'm enjoying it. It's not, I'm not working for someone else, but I think learning that muscle and, and just understanding that doing those things are important is, is crucial, right? I think, I personally think that doing it early in life is the move. Um, you'll hear varying opinions on this, like, oh, you know, travel and enjoy life while you're young. And I think you can do both. I think you can travel and enjoy life and still grind at the the W-2 straight out of college. And that's going to be the fastest way to, to, to earning a lot of wealth and just learning a lot of life principles that can then be applied to your own business and, and all these other things. And my personal opinion, if possible, get a job where you can make an uncapped amount of income, such as a sales job, or if there's other areas where that's possible, it's just going to allow you to build wealth a lot faster when you're uncapped on how much money you can make versus if you're just working a salary job, you're capped at how much money you can make. If you work harder, it doesn't really amount to anything. So that would be, you know, if you have a sales bone in your body, that would be my suggestion. Next principle I wanted to talk to were is the concept of expanding goals up or down. So it's funny. I was actually in the sauna the other day and I, man, I have this thing freaking hot. I have it at, you know, almost 200 degrees. And so I, I, stand for 20 minutes because apparently that's where like the minimum effective doses for a lot of these benefits is staying in 20 minutes which at this temperature is actually really hard it's really really hard but i read this other study that was like if you can stay in 25 to 30 minutes it actually so i think at 20 minutes it doubles your hgh which is your human growth hormone and then at 25 to 30 i read the study that you know, it's 10x the HGH. So I got to this point recently where I was doing 25 to 30 minutes and a few days went by where I was in a rush and I went back down to 20. And I realized that 
because the number is what was set in my head, that was the goal. It was just as hard either way. So 30 minutes was just as hard as 20 minutes. Like I remember at 29 minutes when I did 30 minutes, I was like, oh man, I, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm dying. Oh my God. 30 minutes hit. I whipped open the door. It's like I was, you know, I felt like I was seconds away from passing out and, and I felt super accomplished, but I'm like, great. So you'd think 20 minutes would be just as, would be so much easier. It's 10 minutes less. But I realized at 20, I was, I had the same feeling. I was like 19, 19 minutes, you know, 1959. 20. Oh man, I got to get out of here. And it's like, well, that's because that was the goal that was set in my mind. So anyways, long way of saying, I think this applies to a lot of things in life, like, which makes me think setting your goals higher is just so important. Like, I'm sure you you guys have heard the quote, you know, shoot for the moon, land on the stars, right? And, And I think that that's so applicable is it's just might as well set these huge BHAGs, which is big, hairy, audacious goals, because it's going to, I really think it's just as hard to strive for a small goal as a, as a big goal. Like, so for instance, if I said my goal this year is to buy, you know, two boutique hotels, well, why not make it eight? I, I think it's genuinely just as hard. If I got to the end at, of two, I would say, oh man, that was just as hard as buying eight. So I might as well make it at eight. Hopefully I hit that goal. But you know, if I don't, I'll probably land somewhere in between like five or six. If I land, if I shoot for two, it's going to be just as hard. And now maybe I only get one or maybe I only get two, but you might as well make the bigger goals because I, I truly think that naturally you expand or shrink depending on how big your goals are. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was just the importance of taking care of your body, your mind, and eating healthy. Um, I, I just don't think this can be understated enough, both from like a longevity standpoint, but also just for performing your best thinking your best and doing your best work on a day-to-day. If you're eating like crap, if you're not exercising, if you're not moving and just doing some of the basic things like getting sunlight, drinking enough water, you're just sitting at your desk all day, you're eating like crap, you're going to feel like crap. Your brain's not going to be firing on all cylinders. And I know for me, once I realized this, which was a while ago, I mean, everything changed and I just keep iterating on it. So like recently, I over the past couple of months, I got one of these like walking treadmill desks and I probably log like five to six hours a day on that thing walking at three miles per hour. So that's like 15, 18 miles. And I just love the feeling like I'm so much more energetic all day because I'm moving. And now like if I have to sit even for an hour long Zoom call, I feel so groggy and I'm like, wow, it's that was such an energy boost for me. So I feel the same way about, you know, eating healthy, working out, just getting sunlight, getting enough sleep. It just can't be understated. I think it's the number one most important thing to that underpins all these other success principles. And one last thing I want to talk about, which is top of mind is the importance of connecting with people. So I feel like I have done this as well. I'm guilty of this, which is, you know, you're grinding on something and someone asks you for coffee or lunch 
or there's you know local meetup or something and you're like no no i'm i'm grinding on you know whatever your thing is and you don't go because it's just the natural natural inclination to just like you know not go and just keep doing what you're doing put your head down and grind I think it's so, so important, human connection, especially with um, solid people who have, you know, a positive energy um, to get out there and have that human connection and that community. Um, It's stepping away, taking that time and just brainstorming with someone else is just can bring just this newfound perspective, this newfound energy into the equation. So I got coffee, for instance, with a guy in my boutique hotel mastermind the other day, and I'm definitely in grind mode right now. So I was like, oh man, this is super good guy. And I wanted to meet up with him, but everything in my body was like, man, this is going to be, you know, an hour, hour and a half, two hours out of my day. And I have all this stuff to do. And I am so thankful I went and got coffee with him because he had such great ideas that I had bounced a lot of things I was struggling with by him in terms of, you know, my search. And I, it just breathed this new energy into the rest of my day. So sure, did it take two hours of my day? Yeah, it did. But the energy, the perspective, the ideas, everything I had, I, I think I got more done the rest of the day because I, I went and did that. So I feel like You know, even if it's not some, even if you're not grabbing, you know, coffee or lunch with someone who's like, it's direct, this happened to be directly related to what I'm currently working on, which is obviously great. But even if it was something totally unrelated, just a good friend who had positive energy, just to, you know, shoot the shit and hang out with them, just to get away from the grind for a second. I think there's so much power in that human connection, stepping away and, and getting that perspective. But anyways, talked talked about a lot of things today. Talked about you know investing in education, in masterminds, the importance of thinking for yourself, the importance of taking action, the importance of doing things one step at a time, the idea of life being short and not wanting, not living with regret, taking that massive action. My opinion on the importance of putting in the work early on in life the concept of goals expanding up or down and, you know, might as well go for the bigger goals because they're going to be just as hard as the smaller ones. So, or, you know, the smaller ones are going to be just as hard as the bigger ones. Embracing failure as a positive thing and a natural part of the progression and not as this huge negative. And then the importance of taking care of your body and eating healthy. And lastly, just talked about, the importance of human connection, getting out there, talking with people, meeting with people and and creating and continuing that human connection, even when you're in grind mode. So anyways, that wraps up today's episode. If you like the show, feel like you got feedback, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at jake.r.rosenthal. And yeah, if you enjoyed the show, a five-star rating would be greatly appreciated. Anyways, thanks for listening.